Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on International Business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Welcome to the Culture Matters Podcast. We're on episode number nine. Today is March 12th and the guest for today is Professor Dr. Deva Arangarajan. He is of Indian origin and has been living in Belgium for the last 10 years. Dave Arangaranjan is a professor at the Flerix Business School and is currently in the middle of setting up a sales center there. Good afternoon to you and for all the people who are listening out about this. My name is Professor Dr. Deva Rangarajan, but you can just call me Deva. Okay, thank you. That's uh, <laughs> It's always difficult with, with last pronouncing last name, uh, for me at least, that are not Western. Um, and sometimes you can just stumble and fall and maybe insult people. So if I've insulted you, my sincere apologies. Absolutely not. But the very fact that you did try it goes a long way. And I think when we talk with different cultures, yeah. the very fact that you try to pronounce their name that's in the way it is supposed to be pronounced yeah. just tells the other person that you're trying. And that is half the battle. And that's that's half the battle. It's it's trying is uh, trying is maybe more valuable than, than succeeding. Maybe that might be uh, one of the of the takeaways from this podcast. Um, Deva, if you can uh, fill in the audience a little bit and tell us where you're from, where you're currently at, and what keeps you busy at this moment. Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, the southern part of India. It's a city called Madras. It's the fourth largest city in India. Yeah. It's currently called Chennai. Yeah. So I grew up in that city, then finished my uh, education in engineering and then I was working for a year, then decided to do my PhD in marketing, and I moved to the United States, where I finished my uh, PhD, my doctorate at the University of Houston. Yeah. And, and after that, I was looking for a different challenge. Yeah. And I said, well, having seen life in India, having seen life in the United States to a certain extent, why not try and see what it would be like living in Europe? Mm-hmm. And I was looking for opportunities and the current place where I'm working for, a business school called Vlerik Business School, mm-hmm. uh, was looking for some inter national hires mm-hmm. and apparently I fit the bill uh, so I came out here fell in love with the beers fell in love with the wonderful chocolates and I've been here for the past 10 years, ten where years. Current, absolutely I've been here for the past 10 years where uh, most of my time is spent uh, in teaching and doing research in the domain of services and sales ah okay so and th- does that mean you're you're teaching on the subject then indeed uh-huh. yeah so it's a combination of both so we try to do say we try to teach as well as do some research in that domain mm-hmm. okay now we're, we're, we're not going to reveal the age of of uh, of, of you to the audience because yeah. it's, it's really it's irrelevant but i'm just i want to go back a couple of years 10 years and then more than 10 years back because you've been living in belgium for 10 years yeah um that means when you came here you were 10 years younger before that you just told us that you spent some yeah. time in the in texas and houston or in the united states yeah. coming from yeah. india yeah. what 
what would be your biggest culture shock being an Indian or from the south of India even and then arriving in the United States how is that different and, and maybe you have an experience yeah. around that okay. well uh, well it was in, indeed uh, a little bit of a shock well, a little bit of a shock is an understatement uh, but it was not as big as a shock as one would imagine because uh, right about the time I left cable television was becoming more and more prominent in India mm-hmm. we would have access to more and more TV shows and most of the uh, movies and the cinemas that we would see would be American movies mm. so we did have a little bit of an idea but it was still amazing to see the sheer size of all things out in the US the size of the roads the size of size of the cars uh, in some cases the size of the people uh, but again having said that i've met some wonderful wonderful people there and uh, it was a completely different experience going out there and uh, in terms of a culture shock uh, seeing so many people from different nationalities different colors uh, different uh, skin types and it was absolutely amazing and people with different backgrounds Uh, coming from uh, India and the food that we had in India uh, one of the first things that we discuss, uh, we uh, discovered me and a couple of my friends yeah. was the sheer amount of different kinds of cuisines that we would have in the US ah, really? <laughs> and what we also very quickly realized was the fact that food was what we also quickly realized was that food was not that expensive yeah and and we could actually see that there was quite a lot of different cultures would had the same kind of dishes so to give you an idea yeah. for a long time i thought the concept of kebabs which is actually a bunch of a meat on a stick or a skewer i thought was something that was unique to india but what we very quickly realized was the fact that that was a staple of many middle eastern kitchen and and dishes and uh, going out there and going to the us is pretty much what made me aware of the fact that a lot of things mm-hmm. that i take for granted or i took for granted was from india was actually based on a mix of a lot of influences from different cultures so that was an i again uh, a lot of nice experiences there as well mm-hmm. and also we it was my first experience at mcdonald's so you should understand that <laughs> 15 years ago we did not have mcdonald's in india no so the first hint of an indian who having made it in the us or to the west yeah. was to actually go to a walmart yeah and then go to uh at McDonald's and these were the first couple of things I visited as soon as I landed in the US. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's a very, it's a very funny story. It, it it makes me think back of the time I my fir- very first time in the United States which was it back in 1976. And I was I was just a young boy and I was I was I can so much relate to what you said amazed by by the 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 grandness of everything everything is big 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 and this in and time of the 70s there were still like, mean, these massive absolutely and i think around, so yeah Indeed. well i i learned to drive uh, i never uh, had a chance to drive a car in india but i learned to drive in a big old oldsmobile uh, car mm-hmm. and it was probably like one of those big old cars that dirty harry used to drive uh, <laughs> in his movie so it was very interesting and you would have these really big cars and you could literally 
literally turn the stick just a flick of your fingers uh, and then I, I remember in India you would have people literally uh, get, getting their arms pulled out of their sockets yeah. just trying to turn the steering wheel of a car <laughs> so it was it was it was a completely different experience yeah I can imagine it's, it's and which is a good bridge to um, to my next question uh, what what is the first memorable what was your first memorable encounter of um, of another uh, culture was that the American one or did you have some previous experiences there no uh, my first uh, uh, experience was an American culture because it was actually not so good to begin with because I remember going uh, and landing in uh, in New York it was at uh, JFK the airport in New York and I'm going through customs and uh, the guy uh, behind the counter uh, signals to me with two fingers yeah so he calls me in and then he pretty much points out to me and asks me to come. Yeah. And in India, that is very, very derogatory. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like you're summoning something like a dog. Yeah. Again, um, I'm, exa- I'm exaggerating to a large, to not to a large extent, but it's seen as being derogatory. So I said, oh, what is this guy doing? Uh, why? And when you understand the cultural aspects of where they're coming from, you realize that it's pretty normal behavior. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they. I think these these guys at the customs and and uh, and immigration, they're I think notorious for their their rudeness. I think pretty much even within the United <coughs> States. But nonetheless, indeed, they can be uh, they can be really really overly rude. Even and, and so yeah, and that doesn't doesn't make much sense. And I can understand typically <coughs> if you're. If it's your first exposure uh, as being an Indian to the Western world, you might be like Absolutely. wondering, like, what is this? What's the what's the next humiliation that I'm um, that I'm? Up? Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed, and, and that was, it was very interesting. But then, uh, very quickly, once I got off, uh, talking to them about this, and they pretty much explained this, and then you start understanding that uh, for too long uh, I have been uh, under a, sort of a very very uh, in a in a lens or in a bubble yeah. that was India. And everything Indian, eh? yeah. and then after that, going to the United States, I just realized that you have to step out of your comfort zone yeah. and not see everything with your own lens. And that's that, that's the hard part, eh? And that's that's a hard part, but it all depends upon how open you are as an individual as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, indeed, so it's always easy to fall back upon what is comfortable. Yeah. It's much more difficult to step out of your comfort zone. That's that's absolutely true. That's, uh, that's so true. Thanks for, for bringing, bringing that in as well. Is that was that that, that first encounter with uh, with American customs? Was that was that a moment you realized you had a culture of your own, or were you just looking at the other culture? And actually, uh, not necessarily. You just realize that okay, what, what's happening out here. But the first exposure was just seeing the number of people out there uh, getting out of the plane and the long lines. Yeah. Uh, going out there and people of different nationalities speaking different languages wearing different clothes yeah and, and, uh, and it's it's that was which was pretty much the f- sorry no yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking I mean eventually you pass customs and you walk through you walk in and you, you <coughs> in the United States and then you settle down and you start studying because that's what you've yeah. done there um, did, did, what other cultural differences can you pinpoint uh, between, say, Indians in your experience, uh, and and of course yourself, and the United States? Well, yeah, I think 
Okay, and it's also very interesting because the place where I ended up going to was the southern part of the United States. Mm. Uh, and uh, some of the people, so essentially what happened was as soon as we went there, uh, apart from uh, meeting my fellow Indians, and we were quite a sizable lot. Yeah. Uh, to give you an idea, the year I went to, there were numbers uh, that of course you have to check, but unofficially they would say they were close to 100,000 100,000 Indians in Houston alone. Wow. Uh, so we were quite a sizable community in Houston. Eh? Yeah. And so literally you could have a little India, which is what we, the first thing you do when you go to a foreign place is you go around with your own friends, with the people that you know best. And speak your language and understand. And speak your language. Well, in, in that way, we're a little bit better prepared because in India we have 18 official languages. Yeah. So which means that even with an India, if I talk to another uh, to an Indian from another part of India, I would have to talk to them in English. Mm. So that was not as much of an issue as was the fact that people's attitudes and behaviors were different. So that was something that we had to get used to. Uh, the southern people were a lot friendly. The Texans, you mean now? Absolutely, yeah. the southern people indeed. But most of the people that I met, you should also understand that uh, I, I did not have a chance to meet or have bad experiences with the wrong sort of people. Most of the people I met happened to be very, very nice, caring, understanding individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enrolled myself to what they would call a, as a friendship family program. That is, you would have somebody from the American uh, family or an American family or an American household. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would volunteer their time to take in an international student ah, okay. and uh, get to show them a little bit of life in Texas. And I was extremely lucky to have a wonderful guy who was actually a born-again Christian. Now, that was quite a shock. I knew Christians, but a born-again Christian. Uh, and the person who's much more, uh, what can I say, much more driven by faith. Mm. Uh, rather than a normal uh, Christian that I was used to back home in India or a normal Hindu. I'm a Hindu by by birth. Yeah. Uh, But it's almost like uh, they were born into a religion, they went out of it, and then they've refound it, and they've refound it with a vengeance or with with a much better passion. Yeah, it's quite intense. They can be quite intense. It's quite intense indeed. But what was amazing was the fact that he, uh, the name of the guy I had a chance to uh, spend some wonderful times with was a guy called Herbert Durlam, was a born-again Christian, was a musician, but we had some wonderful times. He never imposed his religion on me. Mm. And I never had a chance to impose my religion on him. But we went out. We had great times. We went out to different kinds of cuisines, mm-hmm. went out to different cafes and hung out. And it ended up that I was one of the groomsmen in his weddings. Yeah. So it really turned out well. And it was a much what needed exposure to me for me to realize that mm-hmm. uh, apart from India, uh, that there are wonderful cultures out there. The only thing that differentiates us from many people out there is maybe the way we eat, the way we talk, or the accents we have, and the skin tone. Mm. But apart from that, you strip all those layers. We pretty much are all to a large extent, if we understand each other and can tolerate each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's, I think we can get along getting rid of all the other... Getting rid of all your prejudices. Can you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah getting rid of all your, getting rid of all your prejudices is something that is very very hard. 
and if you can let go of that i think you can have a wonderful experience meeting people who have similar attitudes and values in life mm. and they could be from any part of the world yeah it's true i i i absolutely agree with you it's, if it's on, if it's on a personal level it's usually easier to um to move move forward also on a on on a business uh, level when it comes to groups it can be more difficult yeah. Absolutely, and that's that's uh, it's, it's it's interesting you mentioned this because once you go into a sort of a group setting, you go into a communal setting kind of stuff, yeah, and you become a little bit more jingoistic, yeah, yeah, and uh, it does not always lend itself well to uh, be in a rational position of uh, looking at things. Mm. And when when you don't look at things rationally, and when you become too emotional, sometimes you may misconstrue uh, certain things and actions from the other party. Yeah? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And then you then and then your assumptions seem to be true, and usually the Indeed. interactions, the the assumptions that we have of different cultures seems to be tend to be negative. At least there's a negative connotation. Indeed. Indians are always like this. Americans are always like this. Italians are always like this. Indeed, and it and becomes a self fulfilling prophecy in the end. Yeah, is there a time that you when you when you finish your studies uh, or maybe during your studies did you go back and forth between the U.S. and India? Hmm. I'm sorry, uh, did I go back and forth? Well, I, I could not afford going back to back and forth to India a lot of times, so I was there for six years, mm-hmm. and I went back home two times. And and when you when you're when you came back to to India, so you you left. India yeah. went to the United States, started studying there, got, yeah. got maybe somewhat of a culture shock. Then coming back yeah. to India, did you view yeah. or, you, or are you looking at Indians or India as a, as a country slash culture differently with this experience? Uh, uh, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, again, uh, it would again depend upon person to person. If you go in with an open mind, uh-huh. uh, it is imputed to not be changed. Uh, if you go in with a preconceived notion that no matter what happens, America is something that is different. I do not want to assimilate or take up any of the good parts of that culture in me. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be the same person no matter where you are. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting is when I came back were the couple of things which in the past I would take for granted back home. Mm-hmm. Like being nice to uh, people who serve you in restaurants or waiters or you know what i mean yeah uh, or people who serve you or all those uh, there's uh, uh, all those kinds of people that you have to be nice to them uh, everybody deserves more respect i'm not saying that people don't respect each other in india yeah but there's a reason why you have a pecking order yeah there's a reason how why people behave and it's pretty much you see it in most of the asian cultures in my opinion yeah and you learn to respect more uh, you start thanking people much more mm. <laughs> and which was actually quite a shock for my mom when uh, she once got me something and i and i thanked her for it and she said oh, are you kidding me you don't need to thank me for this but that's something that uh, we do not do in india and that's something that consciously got added to my vocabulary and the way i would behave around people after having come from the US back to India you also start questioning things eh? about you your own culture yeah uh, yeah indeed so yeah, but to be honest indeed so at some point in time your your own uh, culture well and not of your own culture your own behavior which is now uh, going to be influenced both by the best of the Indian and the best of the uh, uh, of the western or American culture and you pretty much have to decide 
to what extent do you want to follow what as long as of course the basic tenets being never hurt anybody mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that you're always polite to the other person yeah that helps a lot i think and then yeah. well, it doesn't matter what culture you are in yeah it's true and, but and on the other hand the trick or the the, um, uh, the 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 devil lies in these kind of details in a way because i'm i'm pretty sure that your first experience with arriving in the us with the, uh, the say the the, the, the custom uh, yeah. person when he was when he, when he was waving you over when he was asking you to come over i'm pretty sure he did not do that to insult you absolutely so i have no doubt about that indeed i, I personally think that that's what you realize afterwards eh? mm. what you realize after that is that uh oh that person did not do it intentionally that's the way they summon everybody yeah of course it's interesting to see that given the fact that you have so many people going and wanting to go into the united states that uh, those kinds of things are not necessarily communicated to the people in the customs agents yeah to see that there could be people from different cultures and your actions could have a certain way by which people perceive them eh? yeah it's a it's, it's a negative it, it's like kind of indeed cultural training and but having said that and uh, one of the things you see very quickly with an indian passport is in my job right now when i have to travel a lot of the countries uh, i have to get a visa mm. and i have to go in through customs and uh, in most countries uh, the people in customs or and you know and uh, check posts on the border or things like that yeah they are not always the most friendly people eh? no it's true <laughs> yeah probably it's because I mean, we can't blame them because they do the same job over and over again and they see lots of people yeah and and probably that's the reason why yeah yeah i think so yeah i mean there are good excuses for that on the other hand there's no excuse for being rude like that Indeed. so and then the th- th- bridging the uh, forward in in also in your life i guess you 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 do your uh, your doctorate in uh, in the us and then you 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 pick a country like belgium which is not the most obvious pick yeah. for typically for an, i guess for an indian uh, yeah. coming from from the united states what, what why yeah. belgium and and how is that how did that grow on you Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, uh, Belgium did not grow on me before I came here. Eh? Mm. So the concept of choosing for Belgium was not an option that grew on me. Yeah. It is more along the lines of living in Europe. And that grew on me because of the fact that uh, in the last four years of my life, I had two French roommates. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, one roommate who was half French, half Moroccan. Yeah. I had another roommate who was uh, French mm-hmm. but her husband was Greek. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it, and, uh, and we had friends from all over Europe come and visit us on weekends when we had parties and stuff like that, eh? Yeah. And then you start real again you start realizing that that's pretty much uh, the first year that I was in the United States was when I realized that Philips was actually a Dutch company and not an English <laughs> in company just to give you an idea yeah uh, you should understand that uh, maybe I'm not the smartest guy around but we did not have the internet for me to go and check where Philips was from before right? yeah well, so, I think it's very normal these kind of assumptions I think everybody makes them <clears throat> So so we had all these roommates and we had these, I had these roommates and then we would meet people from different cultures and I really liked that and I said okay why not try 
been living in Europe for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking for opportunities and uh, the current school I'm working for, the Vladic Business School, is one of the schools that was looking for people. Mm-hmm. They flew me in on one uh, day that had a lot of promise on October 2nd, 2002. Yeah. It began beautiful. The sun was shining. I had a beer uh, and I had for the first time a beer, uh, which is a beer called Quack, yeah. spelled K-W-A-K. Yeah. And uh, for a person who was pretty much used to having beers like Heineken and Amstel, yeah. this was a completely uh, amazing experience. Mm. Uh, and uh, I fell in love with the place and I forgot that after the first couple of hours of sunshine, it started raining. Ah, and I completely forgot about that. And I also did not realize that uh, that was what I was signing up for. Those four or five glorious hours in a day of sunshine and then rain yeah. translated to two or three months of sunshine in a year and less of the time it's rain. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah. And I've loved every moment. I've loved every moment of being in India. I've loved every moment of being in the US and I've loved every moment of being in Belgium. Eh? Oh, yeah. So it all depends upon, as my, as uh, my father used to say, and that's something we always say: is home is where the heart is. Mm, yeah, you can always find reasons to complain everywhere. Sure. And the main thing is realizing that, well, sure, but it could things could be much worse. Yeah. And you could be in a much worse place than where you are right now. Absolutely. And if you make peace with that, and you pretty much realize that it can be fun wherever you are yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I, I can't agree more with you is there is there like a comparison you can make between say uh, India the United States and Belgium because you have a, a vast experience in all three countries uh, well, not of it's vast but well uh, it's more like this um, in the India that I left yeah please know that I was 15 years ago so I am not very well qualified to talk about the India of today yeah mm-hmm. Or the Indians of today, I can say something, but it does, it will not completely uh, be honest. It's still based on a lens that I'm wearing of 16 years ago. Yeah. So uh, no, what, what is amazing is the fact that the uh, between uh, the American culture and the and the Belgian culture was the fact that the Belgian culture is much more closer to the Indian culture to a large extent mm-hmm. in the fact of how people interact with their parents. There's a much closer bond yeah. uh, to the parents, which I see in Belgium, which is amazing, which is very, very close to what we have in India. Sure, there are some small changes and uh, differences, of course. Mm. But if I look at most of my colleagues, that they visit their parents almost every weekend, oh, yeah. if possible. They're very, very attached to their parents. The parents tend to pay for their kids' education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if need be, the kids can stay with the parents longer after their uh, graduation, which was not very common in the U.S., eh? yeah. or at least amongst my friends I saw. So that was pretty <coughs> interesting. The view towards family, the view towards friendships, yeah. that was also a shock. Uh, in terms of how we treat new people and how we quickly bring them into our zone mm-hmm. or in our friendship zone, uh, I found much more uh, similarity with the Americans than the Flemish. Mm. Uh, the Indians have a tendency to could literally start inviting you in and saying, okay, come on over, let's talk, or you feel free to come over to my place. Mm. The Americans, to a large extent, were the same. And here in Belgium, the Flemish, on the other hand, that was a shock. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. But once they do get to know you, yeah, they're amazing friends. Yeah, yeah, it takes it's like a hard shell in a way. 
and and but that is a shock it's a shock especially when you come to a place where you don't speak the language mm-hmm. uh and uh, you don't have friends yeah. and the only friends you have are the people that you interact with and those people uh, their first priority is not you personally speaking eh? yeah no I understand yeah of and and that was hard yeah it's in 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 all your your time being uh, out of india being your native uh, country and your 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 native fishbowl as i can uh, put it mm-hmm. what would be your your biggest cultural mistake and and what did you learn from that do you have any stories around that cultural mistakes to be honest i've been uh, maybe i've made mistakes that i've not noticed it eh? mm. uh, i'm sure i made plenty of mistakes not that i've noticed it to be, I've, i've been extremely lucky in the fact that uh, i will attribute it to the fact that tolajics and indians are very very political mm. what do i mean by that is they always uh, take it upon themselves to say the right things to the right kind of people even though it might not necessarily be their honest feelings all the time yeah it's, it's they have a the tendency and to accommodate to my extent the yeah. understanding Exactly. And to a large extent, that is very similar to the Belgians too. Eh? Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> Sometimes you never know exactly whether they mean what they're saying. Yeah. And and that was something that I do not know if I truly angered anybody or if anybody angered me. Hmm. Yeah, that uh, happens. Uh, there's, I think a lot of the mis- cultural mistakes that we make it, sort of go over. But of course, there are some things which are actually quite in it. There are a couple of things which are always interesting is the fact that if I call somebody a friend. Yeah. Uh, here they would not necessarily call you a friend till they literally mean that you're a friend yeah it has to go deeper yeah so which was actually a uh, shock so maybe my assumptions on some of those were not necessarily there um there was also a couple of mistakes i made in the, in the beginning okay in terms of saying you know in india we have a tendency yeah. of sometimes canceling things at the last minute mm-hmm. or uh, taking things for granted our attitude towards time mm-hmm. Yeah, and things like that those are some things for a long time you try to avoid uh, but it still slips through so there are some times when I'm really piling up and I would know that the work was piling up but I would put off calling my Uh, business meeting or whatever it was mm-hmm. and let them know that uh, we will have to postpone it so I would, I would wait till the last minute and then suddenly uh, the person out there would not be very happy that we would have to move it at the last minute yeah, yeah. so this has happened a couple of times uh, in the past you try to avoid it mm-hmm. in india it would not be a big deal no no it's it's it's, it's the norm it's more the norm at least indeed now what yeah. i increasingly find though which is just very strange mm-hmm. is the other way around because what happens is i've become much more formal in my interactions with my indian friends mm-hmm. uh which is very strange where we say is it okay if i come over yeah and otherwise well, you would never ask otherwise you would never ask no no so uh, that's something that would happen as well but it's sort of clouded by the fact that my wife uh is also a very interesting mix so she is uh uh french born mm-hmm. uh lady but of uh, chinese origin wow what language do you speak at home uh well she speaks french at home yeah uh i mean she speaks french uh to our parents at home we speak in english yeah uh, but we now have a two month old yeah and the idea is that i will talk in my language my wife will talk french yeah and Uh, we probably the kid will watch us talking in english to each other yeah and we plan to put her in a dutch school so that's the idea so <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you talk of true uh, culture or languages uh, this girl that we have i yeah. personally think is very very lucky yeah i think so yeah hopefully i mean because 
uh, I've reached a stage where sometimes I really have to ask myself, am I completely, uh, do I completely uh, adhere to all the things that are uh, what Indians believe in? Mm-hmm. 90% yes, but 10%, I'm not the same person I was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's natural for everybody. Sure. Uh, uh, and my wife is pretty much to a large extent the same. Uh, she's more uh, 60 to 70% French, mm. uh, 30, 40% Chinese. Yeah. Uh, but when she's with me, uh, it's, it becomes more Asian. Like yeah. it's very interesting. We have certain same Asian attitudes. It's not Indian. It's not uh, Chinese, but it's more Asian in terms of certain common beliefs. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things. Uh, and that's very interesting. <laughs> In terms of your partner also has a big role to play in what you end up becoming and the lens that you use to view different things. Of course, of course, absolutely. I mean, typically when raising a child, I mean, it's uh, what's what's the saying again? I think uh, for us adults, it goes like you're the average of the five people you interact most with. I think there's something to the same because they say it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I fully well, so what we're hoping for is that the fact that we speak different languages, then we add, we account for multiple villagers. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, excellent. That's it. Oh, okay, you got to come back in like uh, uh, 10 years and then in, in 20 years time and then tell us how, how you guys are doing on, uh, on raising your, um, your daughter. Absolutely. Hopefully, we do not confuse the heck out of her. Yeah, that's the other, the flip side. Oh, that's the indeed. So, absolutely, um, Deva. It's. Uh, I, I know you've told us before we hit record that you're suffering from a cold. You can't hear. You can't hear that you're having a cold, except the very rare bit of sniffing. So, you, it's perfectly fine. Um, but I also don't want to keep you too long, and uh, yeah. and, and also not the audience. Uh, I want to ask you two last questions, and sure. one is. Um, maybe the deeper question those are your words of wisdom uh, can you give the audience like three cultural tips when dealing with another culture um, well the first thing uh, which I would say uh, this is purely based on my experience eh? mm-hmm. uh, is that when you are confronted with a situation which you are not familiar with and you're there for the first time when the other person does something yeah Don't be too quick to judge. Yeah. That's one thing which I would definitely say. Uh, the second thing that I would always say is the fact that when you are going to a new place or going to deal with different people, if possible at all, try to learn a little bit more about that culture before you go. Yeah. Number two. Number three, if possible, if you know that you're going to interact with some people and you have the chance to try some of their food. Mm. Try it. And you talk to the people about their food. And what is always amazing is nothing opens up people more than talking to them about their food. That's so amazing. It's. Uh, I just had another, and this was an American uh, who's currently living in um, in China. And he, and I asked everybody the same question, like give us three tips. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned exactly the same, uh, the third tip being food and also how it bridges cultures so much. Yeah, uh, because you know, let's say for example, uh, when um, when I talk to an American here who comes from uh, who was from the south of the United States, and one of my favorite burger joints uh, in uh, Houston was a place uh, is a place called Fuddruckers. Yeah. Now, when I talk to him about it, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Till the point in time he was just a normal acquaintance, but the moment you start talking about that. It completely opens up the dynamics of the whole situation. Excellent. I've gotten invited to a lot of dinners from my students. Mm-hmm. 
when I talk to them about their food, and it's not that it's made up. I really like food. If people ever have a chance to see a picture of mine, you'll see that I'm all about food. <laughs> I won't comment on that because I can see the picture. And it, uh, for me, like it, it, it speaks a lot mm-hmm. that when people who pretty much spend a lot of time growing up eating food that is very close to their heart, made by their parents or their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And when you have taken the effort to, to talk about it and you seem to genuinely enjoy it, mm-hmm. then it really opens up doors. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Very much. Yeah, I mean, your own experience with the beer was a, was a good one as well. And that's for the Belgians. That's a big thing, of course. <coughs> Indeed. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what we say is take, do your research a little bit more. Yeah. And never be too quick to judge. It's so easy to fall into preconceived notions. Eh? Yeah, it's a, and when we do it before we even notice. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Deva, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure um, yeah. uh, talking to you, and uh, and I want to thank you really uh, a lot for sharing your experiences in the US, yeah. in in Belgium, and also India. Um, the last question I, I have is: Where can people reach you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it all depends if it's about regarding hate mail, uh, saying what the hell were you talking about. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, they then, send it to uh, me. You can they can send their emails to you, Chris. Sure, no but, problem. Uh, but uh, I was just kidding. But uh, you can always reach me at uh, my email address, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Deva Rangarajan. It's again, I'll spell it out to you. It's D as in David, E as in English, V as in Victor, A as in Angel. Yeah. Dot R as in Roger, A as in Angel, N as in Nancy, G as in God, mm-hmm. A as in Angel, R as in Roger, A as in Angel, J as in Joseph, A as in Angel, N as in Nancy, at Vleric, V-L-E-R-I-C-K dot com. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes as well yeah. for, for those <laughs> of you that, who probably make it easier, yes. <laughs> Any other way that people can reach you or is email the best uh, the best approach? Email is probably the best um, because uh, if I tend to travel or I'm teaching, then uh, I access my emails much more than actually uh, voicemails. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes and a link to Flaric <laughs> the business school, uh, which is uh, in uh, two cities, in two or two or three cities. In well, Brussels. it's three now because we're going to open up a campus in Brussels. Ah. Uh, but we, uh, <coughs> actually, it's four. It's three in Belgium, one in St. Petersburg, Russia. Ah. Okay. That's a nice place as well. You must have been there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's a wonderful city as well. Indeed, it's a beautiful city, indeed. All right, let's let's leave it at that. Thank you so much again Thank for you. Um, for your time and your insights, and I'm sure our paths will cross again. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks, and good luck with your initiative. Eh? Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. That's it for this episode, the Culture Matters Podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.